This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I want to talk more about uh, the aftermath of yet another terror attack in the United Kingdom. You could say yet another terror attack in Europe, yet another terror attack against the West. And the kind of reaction we see to these events. Now, of course, there is the crowd, and uh, you can even go back to, to 9-11 or the 2005 bombings in London. The crowd who say it's all our fault. It's all a reaction to our foreign policy or somehow we're all to blame for this. This is the other side, of course, who um, you know, want to blame all of Islam or to the extent, well, even Nigel Farage, the British politician on Fox over the weekend, even raised the prospect of internment camps. So there's that dark side of it as well, the reaction to these kind of events. I think there is a need to stress as Political leaders have that we will not be swayed by this, that we have resolved, that we will go on with our lives. But that doesn't mean ignoring the problem either. It does necessitate some kind of uh, a confrontation. We do need to confront this problem. But how do we go about it in a constructive way? Unfortunately, too much, I think, of the reaction has been anything but constructive. So to that end, joining us uh, for some thoughts, very pleased to welcome to the program our friend uh, Terry Glavin, author, journalist, uh, columnist. Terry, great to have you with us here. Hi, good to have you. Well, good to um, talk to you again. Tom. Yeah, likewise. Uh, listen, you wrote a, a piece right after the Manchester attacks uh, last week about how there's been a shift in how we talk about terrorism, but uh, a lot of things haven't changed. And you, you noted some of that in, in your piece today at McLean's. Yeah, it's, uh, one of the things that's interesting is that, you know, I mean, what a choice the poor British voters have this uh, Thursday. I mean, it's really, really, really grim. Um, you know, the Conservatives are pulling their hair out. They're sort of stuck with Theresa May, this ghoulish kind of Cruella character who, uh, you know, is, is going into this election uh, with, you know, bombs going off in Manchester, bombs going off in London. And uh, while she was Home Secretary... Uh, laid off 20,000 British police. Um, so, you know, she's, uh, and she's starting from, from way back in the pack to start with. Um, and it's odd, because here you have, the, you know, she's up against Jeremy Corbyn, uh, a guy that uh, the overwhelming majority of the parliamentary Labour Party, sitting Labour MPs, um, only 18 months ago, uh, uh, you know, voted no confidence in him. He's this sort of creepy backbencher who uh, uh, never voted, uh, you know, voted dozens and dozens of times against his own party and distinguished himself as the leader of the Stop War Coalition every time, including the 7-7 bombings in London yeah. uh, in 2005, I guess. Um uh, you know, said, well, this is blowback, this is payback, and the reason that this is happening is because these Muslims are angry with us. And uh, there's a funny thing about this that I think people haven't noticed, is that, you know, the, the, the sort of right-wing, if you like, although I don't know why it's necessarily right-wing response, is, 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 is t- tends to be bigoted. You know, well, all of these Muslims are the same, and they're just a bunch of crackpots, and there's, they're all jihadists under the skin, and the problem is the Muslims. That's the problem. The Muslims are the problem, <laughs> uh, which is idiotic, because, of course, you know, most of the victims of jihadist terror are Muslims. Most of the people uh, on the front lines fighting against jihadist terror are Muslims. Um, 
But, you know, you have a kind of, it's mirror image on the left, where you have Michael Moore, you have, you know, Glenn Greenwald, uh, uh, Max Blumenthal, Tariq Ali, all of these uh, uh, sort of guiding lights of the contemporary Euro-American left saying more or less the same thing, that every time some nutcase goes off the deep end, shouts Allahu Akbar, and slit somebody's throat. Well, that's sort of a natural reaction, you know. I mean, it's be, it's because of Fallujah, it's because of Abu Ghraib, and all this kind of rubbish. Right. Um, but you know, it's very, very difficult for Jeremy Corbyn to talk like that now. I think that would actually be suicide if he said the same things about um, uh, the Manchester bombings and the the recent London Bridge, Southwark. Um, uh, market bombings in London, if he talked that the way he spoke about the 7-7 bombings or Lee Rigby's murder uh, uh, two, two, two years ago, uh, there's no way the guy would ever get elected. You know, if he starts saying things like, well, you know, it's, it's blowback or it's payback. The funny thing about this, too, is that, I mean, you know, it just doesn't add up. You can't say that, uh, you know, Boko Haram in Nigeria slaughtering all of these kids is because of George Bush in Iraq. Uh, you know, you can't say that the Islamic State's genocide of the Yazidi people is because of the international intervention in Afghanistan. But people will try to make this ridiculous case. Yeah. But if you actually ask Al-Qaeda and the Islamic State, uh, you know, what's your problem? Um, the it's all our fault uh, line actually doesn't add, it's not even true. They hate us and they hate ordinary Muslims because we refuse to submit to their death cult interpretation of Islam. They, last August, actually, the Islamic State was, 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 was astonishingly candid on this subject, and they listed all the reasons why they commit jihadist atrocities against Muslims and against non-Muslims, against people in Syria and Iraq and people in France and Britain. We hate you first and foremost, I'm quoting now, because you are disbelievers. You reject the oneness of Allah. Your secular liberal societies permit the things Allah has prohibited. We hate you and wage war against you because you disbelieve in the existence of, of Allah. We hate you for your crimes against Islam, uh, and so on. And, and there's passing reference to drones and jets and so on. Uh, and invading our lands and that sort of thing. But the document takes planes to lay it out really straight. The fact is, even if you were to stop bombing us, imprisoning us, torturing us, vilifying us, and usurping our lands, we would continue to hate you because our primary reason for hating you will not cease to exist until you embrace Islam. So there it is. But people will still say, ah, it's blowback. Well, also, your piece today, McLean's, I mean, you also touched on the, the very odd response from, from U.S. President Donald Trump, uh, who oh, went oh. out of his way to, to, uh, to single out London's mayor for criticism. I mean, it, it seems obvious that a, a president should reemphasize that the relationship between the two countries to stand in solidarity uh, with our friends in, in Britain. Why, why did Donald Trump react as he did? It's just, well, I think it's because he's a... He's a, an outrageously stupid, mean, mean-spirited, vulgar person. He has absolutely no uh, no understanding of the dignity of of his office, 
and he's an idiot. Uh, you know, he attacked the London mayor, uh, Sadiq Khan, at the very moment that the city was 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 grieving over the deaths of of these people. And uh, my God, I mean, there's 48 wounded in that terror attack. Uh, and he, you know, he criticized Khan for saying there's no reason to be alarmed. Well, Khan said absolutely no such thing. He said, you'll see an increased police presence today. There's no reason to be alarmed by this. And it's not the first time that, uh, you know, these sort of far-right cranks and members of the Trump family have, uh, have gone after Sadiq Khan. Um, it's, it's really weird. He, he said, for instance, um, uh, I guess last September, he was alleged to have said, that uh, terrorism in major cities in the West is just part and parcel of living in a big city now. Um, and so Donald Trump Jr., uh, you know, tweeted, you have to be kidding me. Terror attacks are part of a, living in a big city, says London Mayor Sadiq Khan. He didn't say, he said no such thing. He said part and parcel of living in a great global city is you've got to be prepared for these things. You've got to be vigilant. You've got to support the police. Right. That's hardly an appeal to complacency, right? And the same thing hap has happened to the French Prime Minister Manuel Valls, subjected to the same sort of hysterics last July after the Bastille Day mass murder in Nice. You remember that jihadist killed 86 people. Holy smokes. Yeah. Man, that was terrible. At the Promenade des Anglais in, uh, in Nice. And, and he was criticized for, for allegedly saying something, say, something similar, uh, that, you know, well, we just have to live with it. Uh, he says, yeah, you know what, France is going to have to live with terrorism, but we'd like to tell the French people that we will never give in. We will not give in to the terrorist threat. And this is a point that, uh, you know, sort of an acknowledgement of reality. So, you know, there's, there is a kind of a, an appeal to the lumpen, that uh, you know, the, the the people that we have in charge, uh, you know, don't really don't really care. They don't. They're afraid. You know, so political correctness. And then on the left, you get all of these numpties saying it's all all oh, it's all because of imperialism. <laughs> so you know, people are really really not helping. And I and I think actually, I'm I'm kind of encouraged that we seem to be you know moving out of that phase. That you know more and more people are rejecting that kind of stupidity outright. It's ridiculous to say that jihadism has nothing to do with Islam. Of course it does. might be a septic and psychotic sociopathic interpretation of Islam, but let's not pretend that it's got nothing to do with Islam. Um, and you've got, uh, I think people are also fed up uh, with this notion that, uh, you know, the, somebody like Michel Zihaf Bibot converts to Islam, at, you know, kills a, 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 a Canadian soldier at the, at the war memorial in Ottawa, rampages through Parliament before he gets shot. That this is because of Canada's involvement in, in a United Nations mission in Afghanistan involving 52 other countries? Are you kidding me? I mean, people are, I think... Uh, getting a little bit fed up with this. So there's some clarity, I think, that's, you know, starting to sort of insinuate itself into the, into the debate. Well, and maybe you're right. That is encouraging. I mean, as you wrote a couple of weeks ago, I mean, it was 
Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, you wrote, Throughout Europe and North America, we seem to finally be shedding a lot of sappy platitudes and bigoted hysteria about the problem. As you wrote at the time, Manchester is showing us how it's done. So there is some sanity to be found in between the its political correctness and the its imperialism crowds. Right. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I don't like the term political correctness, but I get it. I get what people are saying when they use the term. Um, and there's definitely, you know, a kind of whataboutery uh, uh, and denial that the sort of liberal left... Uh, will will often sort of rearticulate in 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 these kinds of instances. That's it's absolutely unhelpful. And you know, one of the things I I spend most of my time, as you know, um, most of my work involves uh, you know the Middle East, human rights in China, uh, the struggle in Syria, the you know Arab Spring uh, aftermath, and so on. And uh, one thing that's absolutely, and I found this in Afghanistan as well, it's really astonishing, is that people on the liberal left uh, in the Arab world, uh, in, uh, in the Iranian diaspora, in the Iranian underground, the Kurds, uh, Afghans as, uh, particularly, I think, are absolutely, and Syrians, uh, are absolutely astonished with the way uh, the liberal left talks about Syria, talks about Afghanistan, and the kinds of policies that they uh, propose. This this notion, you know, that, that intervention in Afghanistan is something that the Afghan people were against. Um, it, it's it's absolutely amazing the way uh, you know Syrian, uh, Egyptian, Af- uh, Afghan, Iranian people of the liberal left are. F- are, are astonished when they listen to the liberal left talk <laughs> in uh, about Islam, about jihad and about uh, the conflicts in the middle east um is you know if you want a really robust progressive internationalist democratic left uh those voices are actually not how to put put it delicately they're not white people they're not north americans they're not North europeans they're they're arabs uh, there are Arabs who are sick and tired of being told that, you know, the reason that you can't feed your family is because of Israel. Uh, they're sick and tired of being told that uh, because they're Muslims, they're supposed to be offended <laughs> every time, uh, you know, we're called upon to, you know, intervene on behalf of the Libyan people. For instance, Libya is an, a great example of this. You know, throughout the Middle East, the only place where uh, American intervention uh, and the United States itself is held in higher regard than Israel is Libya. The people of Libya uh, are overwhelmingly supportive, even now, of the overthrow of uh, or the intervention, the NATO intervention that assisted in the overthrow of, of the Gaddafi regime. But you'd never know that. You'd never know that by talking, by listening to voices from uh, on the liberal left in Toronto and London and Vancouver and so on. Yeah, well it's said. a very peculiar situation. And, uh, but I think, you know, we, we, we are getting out of that kind of left. We're getting away from the George Galloway, Michael Moore uh, left, you know, the people, Robert Fisk and and, and uh, Alexander Coburn, these people have absolutely disgraced themselves on this on this issue. Well, unless um, we get Jeremy Corbyn and, uh, as prime Manchester minister, showing the way. Londoners are showing yeah. the way, and uh, it's uh, it's okay.
It's all right. Yeah, well said. Terry, uh, McLean's.ca, your piece is uh, up today. Uh, great having you as always. Thanks so much for joining us here. Nice, nice talking to you. Robert. Take care. Terry Glavin, uh, author and journalist, columnist. Uh, McLean's.ca has got a piece today. He also writes for the Ottawa Citizen and Post Media. Uh, so some interesting thoughts from him. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.